Ohio State finishes strong as they beat Indiana in overtime on Monday night. Do we need national NIL legislation? And another Buckeye enters the portal. All that and more right here on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 22nd in the year 2022, and I would like to thank every person out there for making Locked On Buckeyes their first listen or first watch of every single day. I was prepared to come on the podcast today to talk about another second half collapse. To talk about how the energy, the effort, the players on the court, some players are liabilities and they're still on the court during crucial moments in the game, about how some coaching decisions just continue to make me scratch my head because I don't understand them, you don't understand them, we're all wondering what is going on. I was prepared to have one of those conversations to start today's show because as I'm watching the basketball game last night, as I'm watching Ohio State show some good signs of basketball play in the first half. And then all of a sudden, the second half comes in. It's the second half. It's Ohio State. Similar to what happened against Iowa. The rest would have been history. But then at the end of the game, Indiana has two possessions. They don't score. Ohio State scores four points. The game goes into overtime. EJ Liddell ends up having a dunk at the end of regulation to tie the game. And the energy at that point was a little bit different than what I remembered it was five to ten minutes ago. And so with this team, things are interesting. And I don't want to rip them right now. I don't want to talk about the faults. I don't, want, I don't want to talk about the things wrong with this team. I don't want to talk about how uh, they still need to find another scorer on the team. You got, you got Brandon. You got Liddell. Who else is going to be there? You got guys that can do things. But the continuity of this team has not really been there in the way that you thought it would be. I'm not doing that today. Jay is going to sing the praises, not literally sing, but you know what I'm saying. Jay is going to talk about the good of this basketball team, the fight that we saw in the second half and latter part of the second half and in overtime, the ability that Indiana did not get a rebound in overtime. That's a testament to what the Buckeyes did in overtime. And I think Chris Holtman may have said a few things, probably had some colorful language in that um, uh, huddle that he had. Because something was different about this team in that overtime. Something was different about this team as they beat the Indiana Hoosiers 82-69. Something was absolutely different. Yes, you could look at this, you could look at the stats, you could look at the scores and say, well, what happened? Who who was the leading scorer? Who stepped up? Well, Malachi Branham, 27, 27 points on nine of 13 shooting, also added in five rebounds of his own. He hit all eight of his free throws. He continues to impress me. EJ Liddell had 16 points on six of 15 shooting. He added in seven rebounds. He led the way with seven rebounds. And Eugene Brown III had 10 points on four of seven shooting, two of two from downtown. He also added in six rebounds. He started once again. Once he's entered the starting lineup, I don't believe he's been out of the starting lineup at all in this game, uh, in this season. Ohio State shot 48% from the field. That's that's about better than what I expected. Uh, they shot 32% from downtown, 6 of 19 
was what the Buckeye shot. That's also the same percentage and um, field goal shot and made that the Hoosiers had as well. This team is getting better with the free throw shooting. It's a little bit, it is great at times, sometimes inconsistent. 22 of 28 from the charity stripe. Those were crucial free throws that they made. I am still in awe. I am still in shock that this Buckeye basketball team found a way to dig deep, found a way to go inside of themselves and maybe pull out things that they had not pulled out all year long and said, we're not doing this again. We're not doing another repeat of the Iowa game and having that sour taste in our mouth going into the Illinois game, which is in Champaign on Thursday night. We're not going to have that. We're not doing that. We're not going to have the talking heads and people on the podcast and people that are sports anchors and people that are beat writers writing the same type of thing and having the same type of feel in their shows like this one or in their articles that are written about us like they said after the Iowa game. And I think this is a type of win over an Indiana Hoosiers team. That's a good defensive team. Indiana has their flaws. but They're a good defensive team. This is the type of win that you can build upon, and it could be a momentum-building win. No, Indiana's not perfect. Indiana has their flaws. Indiana will probably make the NC2A tournament. But you can use what you did at the end of this game. Where Indiana has Trace Jackson Davis, Indiana has other players that are that are good on the basketball team basketball court. You held Trace Jackson Davis to 13 points on three of 19 shooting. That's impressive. You held Race Thompson to 13 points on six of 12 shooting. Parker Stewart, 11 points. Um, Johnson had 16 points. You're you're holding their best player to 13. Yeah, they had Indiana had other players step up. But the bench scoring from Indiana was not there. It was very top-heavy. And you're saying, well, look, we're holding one of their All-Americans because Trace Jackson Davis is that good. We're holding one of their all-conference players and potential All-American players to 13 points, and we're not allowing him to get loose like he wants to. When the times got tough, we dug in, we dug down deep to do things that we haven't done in a while. And we can look back at this win. Maybe this is the turning point. I'm not going to say that it is. I've seen this basketball team play too much. I don't want to buy into what we saw in the second half, latter part of it, and in overtime to say this is what the Buckeyes are going to be throughout the rest of the season. I'm not going that far. But one thing I will say is this. This can be a momentum-building win for the Buckeyes. Will it be? That's to be determined. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. 
From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You guys are amazing. Everybody watching and listening, you are amazing. I checked the charts yesterday and Locked On Buckeyes was the 181st basketball podcast in the U.S. of A. That's a testament to you. Climbing the charts right now, a lot of basketball talk as a testament to you. And those of you on the YouTube side, that, that the 181, that was an Apple podcast number. Those of you on the YouTube side, you guys continue to, to blow me away with the number of sub- subscriptions that come in every single day. It's free to su- subscribe absolutely free so hit that subscribe button on youtube keep this channel growing we're looking to get to 1000 subscriptions as quickly as we can i gave you a date i might move the date up because you guys keep blowing things away hit that subscribe button on youtube there'll be more big things coming as this channel keeps growing college athletics finally has something that i believe it should have had years ago there's a hesitancy by the NCAA to not allow the, well, there was a hesitancy by the NCAA to not allow the collegiate athletes who are student athletes, not, I'm using the quotes on YouTube on purpose, but they're legit student athletes because they're not athletes without being students. And the NCAA has been holding back, holding back, holding back. Hey, we'll let you give kids Tennessee Bag, uh, McDonald's bags full of money on recruiting trips. These are high school kids, but we're going to knock down and we're going to come after Reggie Bush. We're not going to allow him to have that Heisman trophy because of some things that he won. Oh, we'll allow recruiting infractions. We'll allow the bag man in basketball to be able to influence youngsters under armor, Adidas, Nike. I'm talking about you. We'll allow them to do that on the recruiting trail, knowing that they're influencing young men and young women to go to certain schools to play collegiately. But oh, no, 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 no. Those tattoos that those Ohio State players got because they did something that the NCAA said was illegal, which was illegal. We're going to crack down on that but we're not going to crack down on the bag man. And now the NCAA has made statements about NIL emphasizing recruiting. And it makes me wonder, do we need national NIL legislation to kind of have the national landscape regulated every regulating everything? Cause right now the NCAA has kind of blanket statements about and rules about NIL but they won't come out and really give us the concrete data that you want. They're allowing the schools to police everything. Literally. Literally. NCAA. I, I, I think the NCAA gets a bad, has a bad reputation. No, gets a bad rap by numerous people. I try to sing the praises of the NCAA and what they have done. Uh, I know that, that they, they, they have done things that have not been uh, proper for them to do. And I will not say they're a perfect organization, but they've done a lot of good, a lot of good for Millions of people, millions of people from jobs to the athletes and everything in between. They have done so much good since its inception, since its birth. But they get a bad rap because of the things that they do that don't make sense. Well, right now, the NCAA could be a a piece of the pie 
that needs to be filled by adding in national NIL legislation. And also, this is going not just NCAA having national rules, but also, I mean, the government having national rules. I do personally think it is needed. It is perfect. And it's not going to hurt anybody. And honestly, it ain't going to hurt the playing field because if you look at football, who is still going to be the king of the king of the country? Your Alabama, your Ohio State, your Clemson, your Georgia. Um, eventually, I think Texas and Oklahoma will come back up. Your USC is going to come back up. Nebraska, we're waiting on you to relive the magic that you had in the 90s under Tom Osborne. Just not in the 90s, but just in general under Tom Osborne. I think you can. Might need to be you getting out of the Big Ten. But many schools out there, they're still going to be the talk of the town. Nebraska still not not north towards the top upper echelon of college football, but they're still going to be the talk of the town. And I personally think it's not going to change the upper echelon of the blue bloods in college football or college basketball or college baseball or the track and field or the tennis or the hockey or the swimming, whatever the sport is, it's not going to change that. But one thing I do think it'll do is it allows everybody to have the same rules because one of the weird things about college football, college sports, when it comes to NIL, the rules are not the same at all because what Texas A&M is going to do, it might be different than what Ohio State's going to do. It might be different than what Florida's going to do and Miami's going to do. It might be different than what Clemson's going to do and South Carolina's going to do and Nebraska and Missouri and Utah and BYU and Wyoming and Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA. It might be absolutely different for every single school, even though these schools are competing against each other in college football every single year. Some of them are rivals. Some of these schools are teams that are in the same conference. Some of them are battling to be in the playoff every single year. And you know what I like about the NBA, the NFL, and all these types of things? Even though at one point there were certain things that weren't allowed, such as sports books and gambling and those type of endorsement deals, you know what I like? As soon as they said it's okay, everybody could have a piece of the pie. Everybody could. But what's weird about this now is that you have Ohio State's rules and you have Alabama's rules and you have Georgia's rules and Florida's rules and Oklahoma's rules and Texas rules and Texas A&M's rules and Missouri's rules and everybody has their own rules, but things aren't the same. And I know academically getting into schools, getting into Duke is going to be harder than getting into some other schools. I get all of that. Academically, we're not talking about that. We're talking about more the ability for these young men and young women to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. They're basically signing endorsement deals. I personally believe having national NIL legislation would benefit everybody involved. Every person involved. From the presidents and the chancellors of these universities and colleges to the athletic directors and the coaches of the numerous sports around the U.S. of A. that fall under the collegiate sports category. Every person involved would benefit from national NIL legislation. Some might say, well, Jay, if it's national, wouldn't it hinder some things that the kids might be able to do to make money? It might. 
I'm not going to say no. It might. It absolutely might. However, however, if it hinders one person in this way, it's probably going to hinder somebody else you may not, may not have thought about, but they might be trying to go down that same road to make some money and sign an endorsement deal. I call them endorsement deals. I, I'm going to start calling them what they're actually what they actually are. Name, image, and likeness. It's a it's a it's theirs. It's their perfect, great. Call it whatever you want, but they're basically endorsement deals. That that's what it is. Now, my hesitancy is that once you get national NIL legislation, let's say it is coming from the government and the federal government, well, then all of a sudden you're going to have, what about the high school kids? Can they sign endorsement deals? I mean, can they make money off their name, image, and likeness? Can they have a podcast? Can they have a YouTube page? Uh, Can they um, do private lessons? Maybe they play the violin or they play an instrument and they want to have private lessons. Well, these are things that, well, I mean, that might be a job that might be okay. It might not be okay. But these are things that at some point might trickle down to the high school level as well. Currently, collegiately, I think national NIL legislation is perfect. It's ideal. It's what you want if you're in a, in a college sport. You want things to be governed properly. And I believe this is a good step and a proper step to make that happen. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money. When using Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com if you are a business owner and you would love to advertise if you would like to advertise your business here on the podcast send me an email jstevens317 at gmail.com send that email to jstevens317 at gmail.com that is stevens with a ph i would love to talk to you Hear about your business, your local business in Columbus or in the area, local area. And we would love to talk about the possibility and potential of you advertising your business here on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. You may have heard, this just popped into my head. You may have heard there are rumors that the combine, NFL combine, there might be a boycott that players, 100 plus players, might not be going to the combine based off COVID rules. I the NFL recently changed their stance and changed their protocol. And so what the players were going to boycott for, that is not going to happen. So it sounds like those players that might not be there will be there at the combine coming up in Indianapolis. I believe that's coming up next week. We'll talk all about that as that is going on. Enough combine stuff. No more ads to read. Another one of your Buckeye football players. I say your because this is one of your this is your team has entered the transfer. 
portal. Cormonte Hamilton entered the portal. He was not on the official roster that the team handed out and released a month ago. And anytime you see somebody who is not on the official roster at that time, you're wondering, did he get kicked off? Is he on the is he in the portal? Um, was it something where he was uh, disgruntled about something? Um, was it playing time? What may have factored in him into him not being on the official roster and now being in the transfer portal? Cormonte, Cormonte Hamilton, he redshirted his freshman year in 2019. Year number two is redshirt freshman year. He switched from tight end to defensive end. And anytime you make a switch in the middle of your career, it's a big big risk you have no idea what's going to happen of course you want to get on the field and you want to be the best player you can be and sometimes changing positions is a great way for that to happen so he changed positions in 20 during the 2020 season from tight end to defensive end and then last year uh there was this word that i'm going to use to describe what happened with him he got buried on the depth chart I mean, literally, he, he just literally got buried on the depth chart. Uh, some might say he should have stayed at tight end, stayed on offense instead of going to defense. That's one of those tricky things when it goes from you changing positions. You might just have a problem with your new position. You might not fit in like you think you will. Of course, he may not have known Jack Sawyer and JT Tuomaloa were going to come and that there are going to be other players that were going to be in the mix. And he may have thought, hey, um, I, I can play with these guys. I'm perfectly fine with them. Things didn't work out the way that he wanted. In 2020 redshirt freshman year, he played two games, had three tackles, two tackles for loss, and one sack. Not bad for only playing in two games. This past year, he played three games, had four tackles, one tackle for loss, and one sack. I am beginning to wonder if one of two things kind of factored into him being in the portal right now. Number one, the changing up positions. I know I handed out it a, a little bit earlier, but I really wonder if him going from tight end to defensive end was part of the thing, and now all of a sudden he wants to go from defensive end possibly back to tight end because he's seeing there's an opening right there for somebody to start. Kate Stover was the guy that was going to start in that role, but Kate Stover is now on the defense, playing linebacker, probably that Leo role. Is it going to be Joe Royer? Is it going to be Mitch Rossi, who's more of an H-back than your traditional or Ohio State tight end? Who is it going to be? And Cormonte might be thinking to himself, man, I should have stayed on offense, man. I should have stayed on offense. I could have been that guy. I could have been the person that was going to be starting at Ohio State in 2022, started as a quarterback, and I could have been a person that was great and to be utilized in this way. I don't know, just a thought. Number two, I wonder how these youngsters are progressing. I wonder what he's hearing from Larry Johnson. I wonder what he's hearing from Jim Knowles. I wonder what he thinks his new role is going to be in this new defense. We talked about it about a month ago now. If you haven't checked it out, go back and check out the episodes we had talking about Ohio State's new defense. Uh, the defensive line was highlighted in a few different episodes. Over three down linemen set. Well, probably it'll be a little bit four down linemen, but a three down linemen set. Cormonte Hamilton weighs in at six, he's 6'2", 265 pounds. He would have to put on some weight if he's going to play defensive end, even if it's Five, five to ten pounds, preferably ten, because the three down linemen set that D, the D ends have to be a little heftier. They are run stoppers. They are people to clog up blockers to free up the linebackers to get to 
to get tackles. You're not going to be getting the glamorous type of plays. And I wonder if the new defense was part of the reason why he went into the portal right now, not just being buried into the depth chart by the youngsters who are really, really good. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes a new defense hinders you as a player, not because you have done anything wrong, but it hinders you as a player because you realize this defense ain't the best fit for me. This defense is not the best idea for me and myself to be successful on the field. And maybe for me, I have not got much playing time at Ohio State. I have not had much production while on the field while at Ohio State. That's not all on me. Just That's just a reality based off my position on the depth chart. And when I get into the game, maybe, just maybe, the new defense might be the reason why Cormonte Hamilton decided now is the time for me to enter the portal. Cormonte Hamilton, if I get this correct, has two years left. I think his last since 2020 didn't count. He would have three years left to play the college football. There's no better time to make that change in right now. You played a couple. You've been at a school for three years. Things haven't worked out yet. You had a COVID year. You already registered, but you had that COVID year. Go ahead and keep playing the football. No matter if it's two years or three years left, go to a place that fits you as a player. Do that. Make sure you do your due diligence. Go to a place that fits you as a player. And make sure it's the right move. And I'm excited to see what Cormonte Hamilton does in his next stop in college football. Guys, we are done for the day. It's a Tuesday edition. It's a lot of fun coming up, being behind the mic, and talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. Coming up tomorrow and on Friday, my guy, our guy, Jeff Hunt from the Off the Ball Network will be with us. Him and I will be doing a two-part different, two-part series talking about expectations for Ryan Day. The show for tomorrow is our or realistic expectations for Ryan Day in the 2022 season. You don't want to miss it. It's a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff in there you will definitely want to hear. I also want to thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen of every single day. Now is the perfect time to make the Locked on NFL Draft podcast your second listen of the day. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your fine podcast for this Tuesday edition of Locked on Buckeyes. I am your host, Jay Stevens. Have a great day.